Blog Talk Radio. and around the world, streaming live on the internet, it's Real Estate Coaching Radio, bringing you the latest news, interviews, and secrets of the top producers. Hosted by award-winning real estate coaches, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back. This is, of course, Real Estate Coaching Radio, and we are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And this is your source for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action, make you money in this new real estate boom. And I have some very exciting news taken right from the headlines. And Julie, welcome to the radio show. I know you're on today. Thank you so much. I am. And by the way, everyone, we have a very special guest today, Mr. Daniel Ramsey. So, uh, Dan, welcome to the call. Thanks, Tim. So here's the headline, and we're going to get to Daniel's interview here in a second. The National Association of Realtors said on Monday existing home sales increased 4.9% to an annual rate of 4.89 million units. May's increase was the largest since 2011. Now, I want to really, by the way, if you guys want to read the whole report, and if you want to go to our and see the video about it in the whole nine yards, just go to realestateinsidernews.com, realestateinsidernews.com, and I've got it up there as a headline. I just posted it up there like 20 minutes ago. But here's the bottom line. We are indeed, and every bit of information you're going to see coming out is going to continuously reinforce this at the very beginning stages of the biggest real estate boom of all of our careers. And as this new report from NARI uh, is going to demonstrate, yes, it's happening in spits and spurts and sputtering here and there, but the bottom line is, is we are in what's going to be the biggest real estate boom of all of our real estate careers. That's assuming that, you know, you're in the real estate business for the next seven to ten years because that's how long this real estate boom will last. If you're not experiencing the benefits of this new real estate boom, you need to go to free coaching calls for agents freecoachingcallsforagents.com and request a free coaching call. Because the bottom line is, is if you're not benefiting from this real estate boom, you need to be taking some action to learn the skills necessary so you can learn to help others take advantage of this real estate market and in doing so will make yourself very rich. So before we get to Mr. Daniel Ramsey and we talk about virtual assistance as we've promised all of you we would today, Julie, any interesting experiences from your coaching schedule you'd like to share with all of our listeners? Yeah, well, it seems to be like sometimes, you know, it's sort of what's behind door number two <laughs> because it's such a, uh, to use your word, bifurcated market. You know, people are still dealing in some areas with short sales and foreclosures and other agents. You know, I've got uh, one of my students is in Utah, and his business has completely changed from almost 100% short sales to almost 100% equity sellers now. So what I'm seeing is a lot of agents needing to polish their listing skills, their objection handling skills, their presentation skills, who did very well with the distressed market. But let's be honest, you know, when you take the commission off the table when you're dealing with, say, a short sale, it's a different conversation. It's different than when you're having to compete when the seller has equity, they're spending real money on you and your commission, and they want to know actually what makes you different. So we've had a lot of fun with polishing those skills lately. And like I said, it's a little bit, you know, this call is this way. We're still doing with short sales. And then the next call, we're in a transition. And the following call, maybe we're talking 100% equity sellers. So that's what requires us as coaches to be really on top of our game, knowing what's happening across the country. And, you know, that makes our calls more fun, but also more challenging sometimes. So it's always a pleasure to coach people to get to that next level, though. 
it's not like coaching people back in the boom. That was easy. But guys, right. here here's a thought. Here's a thought for all of you. Uh, when you are experiencing success in this market, keep doing what it took to get you there in the first place. In other words, you are lead generating. You are actually staying frosty. You are following up on every opportunity you had with much enthusiasm. Stop doing what's not working. So as we've been saying of the past month or so. You guys are now to be at the middle stage, obviously it's June, of 2014. You're either not on track to accomplish your goals, you're on track to accomplish your goals, or you're exceeding your goals. Wherever you are, you need to own it. Take responsibility for it. Right. And then if you're not liking the direction you're going, doing, do something about it. It's your responsibility. Stop blaming the market. Stop blaming the, you know, the Zillow and Truly and all these other lead sources. You know, the fact is, guys, we've been warning you for years that those lead sources were going to start to uh, dry up. We've been warning you for years that buying buyer leads is not something that's sustainable, not something that any of you want to consider doing long term. So if you're finding that, hey, guess what? Tim and Julie were right about what they told us not to do and that, indeed, buying buyer leads is turning into a, you know, a brick wall in terms of opportunity and the direction you want to continue going. It's up to you now to change direction. Juliet had a great free coaching call, actually mm-hmm. several today. And, you know, here it is. The guys are saying, hey, guess what? Turns out buying buyer leads does suck, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't get the results that I was promised. And I've been spending thousands of dollars per month on buying buyer leads or whatever the little silver bullet gimmick is. And now I do realize, you know, that I have to learn the skills necessary to actually succeed. Here's the fact, guys. Those things worked years ago. Zillow, when it first started selling buyer leads to you guys, no 708, it worked brilliantly. And we were telling our coaching students to jump on board and get an opportunity at buying those leads because it wasn't oversaturated. What does that mean? There was no real, I mean, Trulia was just getting started really, and Realtor.com was sort of, you know, taken, I think, by surprise in many ways by what Zillow was able to do so quickly. And the reality of it was is not very many agents knew about the opportunity buying buyer leads. But now all these different websites are selling buyer leads. You have Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com. You have all these other websites like your broker's website, like your website. All these sites are doing this, you know, the same exact thing, providing listing information, you fill in, you know, the buyer puts in their information and then an agent's going to call. All of those things have led to oversaturation of the concept. That's the reason that the leads now, the lead quality is going down. But at the same time, is your price per lead going down or going up? It's going up. The reality is this is not something you guys could continue doing. We are warning you now. It is June 2014. You are going to listen or you won't. And if you don't, I fear for what your future in this industry is going to be like. You must learn the skills to not just survive but thrive and take full advantage of this new real estate boom. If there's anything we can do for you, obviously go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Without any further delay, and we're not going to take a break today because I have a lot of ground I want to cover with Mr. Daniel Ramsey, and I know Julie's got questions about him too. Um, Let me tell you guys how we came across Daniel, and of course we've known about his company for quite a while. And this is a simple idea. A lot of you are experiencing more success in your real estate businesses than you have in years or maybe in some cases ever. And you need to hire an assistant. Now, we are not advocates of huge teams, and Daniel and I were talking about that a little bit before the radio, or before the radio show started today. Um, we are advocates, obviously, and you hiring an assistant. And Daniel's 
business is a fantastic direction for all of you to head because it allows you to have the benefits of a full-time assistant without the expense and the hassle. So we're going to get deep into that now. So without any further delay, Mr. Daniel Ramsey, welcome to today's radio show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tim and Julie. It's exciting. So, Daniel, we were just talking prior to the show, and you were telling me a story about one of your um, one of your clients who was spending, I think you told me, over $100,000 a month on his staff, which, you know, is not unusual if we're being honest. So tell that story again so all the listeners can benefit. It's actually a great story, Tim. And, and the crazy thing is a couple months ago we were looking, I'm like, how old is our company? And I wondered – and so I pull up our first invoice, and it was from this exact same client. So as of May, we're now a six-year-old company. And this particular client came to me, and he knew that I was outsourcing my own personal real estate practice. And he said, hey, Daniel, could you help me? He ended up hiring 17 of our virtual assistants, cutting all the bad ball. You know, you said having a huge staff is hard. It's really hard when you have 15, 20 people in your office. you got to provide office space, you got to provide phones, you got to provide computers, then you got to deal with the drama, then you got to deal with people who have personality conflicts and all that kind of craziness. So he came to me and said, hey, would you help me build a virtual team like yours? And I said, yeah, sure, but i got to charge you. And that was the beginning of, of my out desk. We went from $100,000 a month uh, payroll in his company down to under 30000 a month, and he ran a very, very profitable business moving forward well so you just said something very interesting and you you were mentioning all the downsides of actually having your own assistants work for you but the one thing you didn't mention and depending on their state it could be the biggest downside and that's the tax implications of having actual employees and that's getting extremely onerous so let's let's just jump right in now you again you and i were talking today prior to the radio show we were discussing the fears and the misconceptions and maybe some of the myths about hiring a virtual assistant. And Julie, obviously jump in any time with any thoughts or sure. questions that you might have. So walk us through, Daniel. How does it work? How does someone, you know, uh, give us the whole nine yards. Tell us, answer all the typical questions that an agent might have. Over, help, us, help them overcome the fears of doing business with you. Well, actually, what I'm going to do first is just answer everybody's thought in their head. Like everybody that's your audience right now is saying, yeah, yeah, virtual assistant save money, how does that work, but what should I have them do? Like, that's always the first question that you have to ask yourself. Like, what, what, how can a virtual assistant help my business? How can they help me be more profitable, more successful, free up more time for me to do the prospecting, right? The number one activity that we can do as a real estate agent is look for new business. And so um, I, I typically tell people there, there's one simple answer. A virtual assistant or any assistant, really, for that matter, they should help you with anything other than prospecting. So almost every single other task, other than picking up the phone and talking to your current existing client base, that, that's kind of the, the, the stuff that a virtual assistant, everything from marketing, everything from the initial follow-up calls. Now, notice that I said initial follow-up calls. When you have an expired or FISBO list, that's something that a virtual assistant can help with. They find the person who says, yes, I'm interested in talking to somebody about selling my home, and then you as the agent then schedule an appointment to go out to that particular property. So a virtual assistant can help everything with, you know, transaction coordination, listing coordination, 
basic office admin, research on properties. It's a huge list, Tim, Julie. It's, it's amazing what can be done remotely to help a real estate agent. So that's probably the first question people might have. Do you guys have any questions around that? Well, Daniel, well, what I'm thinking is um, what kind of training do they get, right? So if I'm I'm a typical Rainmaker team leader, I'm just crazy busy right now, and I'm hiring one of your virtual assistants or several of your virtual assistants, My what I hear as a coach all the time is I don't have time to train them. And by the time right. I train them, I might as well have done it myself. So then they hit a wall. Yeah, so, okay, there's two there's two people. If you're a rainmaker and you're a single agent, that's definitely a concern. One of the things that we do, so we're a virtual assistant, like, staffing company that focuses only on real estate. I'm like you guys. My business is real estate. What I love to do, what I love to be involved in is buying and selling property. That's, that's what I love. And so we put together a two-week training course. It's like a little bit of a boot camp or a crash course for our virtual assistants, and they go through that first two weeks. And we train them on simple stuff like what's what's a contract, what's title insurance, how does a mortgage work, all the basics of real estate. But there is that that initial hump that once you've done the two weeks, then there's the on-the-job training. And I've got a couple like couple couple little snippets about how to help you there. Um, a great way to duplicate yourself, um, and I tell everybody that I always talk to, buy a software called Camtasia or Screencast-O-Matic. It's just a software that records your voice and your computer screen. What's great about that is when you do training, like let's say, let's say you're a, a team leader, like you said, um, Julie, and mm-hmm. you, you're, you're, you're decided you need help with your listing coordination. You just got a new listing, and you want to put it on MLS. You want to put it in all the different websites. You want to make sure it's syndicated everywhere out there. You want to create a flyer. You want to do all the basic steps that we all have to do every time we list a home. Well, just record yourself doing it and talk through it. And then you have that video library about, hey, this is how we list a home in my real estate practice. I'm going to walk you through step-by-step all the different boxes that need to be checked. The, the fact is you already have that listing. You have to do it anyways, especially if you're a single agent. And so now you've got a video about how to do it. Now you do three or four or five more of those particular listing tasks that you have, and you've just created your video um, training library that you can throw on YouTube, set it to private, and only your assistant, your virtual assistant, can have access to it. And I think that's a great way to kind of make the training duplicatable, you know, over the long run. Does that help, Julie? Yeah, definitely. Could you, because I'm sure we've got people asking, can you mention the name, uh, those two things that you just recommended for right. the recordings? So, what is that called again? Yeah, so there's one called Camtasia. It's like Fantasia, but with camera, Camtasia. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. other one's Screencast-O-Matic. And they're both simply, you know, recording software. And if you have a Mac, you can just do it right there on your Mac um, and, and, and just record it right there. But those are just different systems that you can use to record. Great like, idea. Yeah, well, it's a great idea because once you have it, it's, it's set. The next time you do a transaction coordination task, for instance, you just you, you start building your checklist. First you do this, first you do that, and then you put some videos underneath each checklist. And then you have this huge video library, and you don't have to worry about training. You, you'll get a question once in a while, but it, it's not going to be a big deal. Right. So well, what's really more- cool about that is it's, you know, agents often get stuck on 
well, will they do it my way? Will they take care of clients like I take care of my clients? And by using what you just mentioned, I think that the virtual assistant is going to get a flavor for who the rainmaker is and to sort of model, hopefully model themselves after that. Um, and that, that has to help tremendously. Well, and, yeah, that, and, and another piece that is really helpful is that if you're hiring, a lot of agents get confused, like, well, I need somebody to help me with some general admin. I need somebody to help me with some marketing. It'd be great to have somebody help me with prospecting. When you hire us, we really dive deep into what it is you need, and then we put together a really thorough job description, and then we even go a step further and we say, let's figure out the ideal um, personality profile. Personality profile, if, if you're having somebody do transaction coordination for you, you want somebody who's really super detailed. You know, somebody who loves, you know, a process. And mm-hmm. so you have to give it to them. You have to give them a process, and you have to show them how to do it. And so those recording softwares will help, but then you also have to hire the right person for the right job. And so we'll, at my office, we'll walk you through, like, what's important about that. Right. That sounds like you guys do a really good job coaching the rainmaker how to do this properly, which we appreciate as coaches. Um, so on that note, what do you think is not appropriate for a virtual assistant to do? What should agents stay away from asking them to do? You know, assistants are great, but there's sometimes there's a line between what, uh, you know, because we're all rainmakers, we're all super busy. So, you know, I like to just create a job description and really stick to that job description. You know, one of the things that's great about a virtual assistant, if they're your assistant, you can ask them to do multiple other tasks, but let's just say, like, you've got a, a transaction coordinator and you say, hey, I need you to call these five clients. If they've never called clients before and you've never done any training around that, so I guess it's not that there's a particular task that a virtual assistant shouldn't do. It's more of you shouldn't be mixing personality types and job descriptions and tasks. It should You should really focus and be very specific on making measurable, attainable goals for your virtual assistants or any assistant really so that they're in their comfort zone that's probably the biggest one of the bigger mistakes people make when they get a virtual assistant is like asking them to do stuff that the the virtual assistant just it's not their normal like it's out of their wheelhouse yeah it's not in their wheelhouse we're we're salespeople. you me tim we know how to talk to clients so you don't find a nerdy you know virtual assistant who's a detail oriented who who's perfect perfect at the numbers and process. You don't ask them to go sell people. You you stick to their strengths, mm-hmm. you know? So it sounds to me like you guys are pretty versed on the personality styles and strengths and weaknesses of hiring the right people for the right task. It's all we do. We're a staffing <laughs> company. We we love it. I mean, it's, it's we have right now, um, and I know this because we just did payroll yesterday, or on Friday actually, but we have 637 virtual assistants in the company. And they're all broken into basically three different types. So we have a, a sales support, like a prospecting virtual assistant. So if you're if you're getting you know like sign calls, if your prospecting expires, if you're doing you know if you if you're doing any kind of prospecting, they're a, an assistant and they'll take the top of the funnel calls. So you know somebody registers at a website that you own or there's an expired list, they'll make the initial calls and they they talk to the people and get them to raise their hand meaning I'm interested in talking to, you, you know, the rainmaker of, of your team. So once they, once they get that person to raise their hand, the virtual assistant passes them off to the licensee. So 
so they can actually conduct business and, and get a transaction going. And, and that's, so that's one-third of our company. Another third is a marketing person. Guys, you know how many tasks are associated, marketing tasks are associated with real estate, right? I mean, it's just, it's insane. you got to make flyers. you got to get a sign dropped. You want to put them on social media. You want to make sure there, there's a single, like, web page, listing page for that particular listing. You want to wow your clients. And so there's a ton of marketing activities that go around that are really, you know, low-dollar productive stuff. And that's a great thing to outsource for 8 or $9 an hour. So that's another area that we do. And then the transaction coordination and, and general administrative stuff. Those are, like, the three things that are in our wheelhouse Virtual right. assistant. Well, so one thing that agents always ask us about is being that these are virtual assistants. They're not sitting right next to the Rainmaker at their desk in their office. Yeah. One of the things we always hear about is how do you achieve some level of accountability? Yeah, great question, great question. So um, one of the things is when you hire a virtual assistant through us, we have something called Mod Clock. And whether you get one from us or you try to do it on your own or you contact another company, you know, the way you really hold somebody accountable is, is through constant communication. And so we use Skype, but there's Gchat. There's a whole bunch of different systems to just kind of, I mean, right now you could buy it. Between countries, I can text somebody on their cell phone and they can get it and then they can respond back and forth, cell phone to cell phone, and it costs nothing. So, there's, the world is truly a flat place, and there's a ton of communication stuff going. And, and in our company, we even go a step further. We have something called what we call Mod Clock, and it's, it's basically a, a computer tracking system so that people, they log in and, the, and, and they start their day, and then the system actually tracks what they're doing throughout the day. And then when they take a lunch, they hit a, you know, I'm taking a lunch break, and when they, their computer stuff's moving, then um, it says, hey, are you on a break or something? A little pop-up comes up. So we take it even a step further. But through communication and, and you know, we have start-of-day reports and end-of-day reports. So every morning the virtual assistant logs in and says, I have these 12 tasks to do. And then, and then the client gets to see that. And at the end of the day, these are the 12 tasks that I finished. And these two are still pending because I needed X, Y, and Z. So we have a really, I guess the t- t- short answer, Julie, Communication and systems. That's th- those are the two. Sh- that's the short answers. Well, so with coaches, we like bo- those answers. <laughs> yeah, we do because the bottom line is, is they're not only getting an assistant with your company, but they're also getting a system that basically manages the assistant. You're, they're they're not just getting the access to the person; they're getting a person, and you give them the whole framework to essentially create their own team, however they choose. And, and you know, the cool thing also about what you're offering is that if, for example, a lot of the agents, you know, they have cash flow that's not necessarily as consistent as they'd like uh, for it to be. Some of our coaching students, they'll have huge months, and then they'll not really work all that much in the winter. It's kind of normal. And so you can scale up or down. So if someone wanted to add a whole bunch of staff through you guys in the spring and the summer when when their business is really strumming along and they wanted to let that staff go, if if you were dealing with real honest-to-God on the ground, you know, sitting at your desk type assistance, there's a lot of legal implications. There's a lot of hassling. There's a lot of hiring and firing. There's a lot of time-wasting garbage that you have to go through every time you want to hire an assistant. But when using a virtual assistant, you can you can really scale up and scale down relatively simple. Am I overstating this, Daniel? 
No, you know, and, and I actually want to step in here because it's so exciting for me to hear you say that. Our our goal as a company, right, if you look at our mission statement, it's for our virtual assistants to become indispensable for their clients. So the hope is when you hire your first virtual assistant or first assistant period is that you're increasing the revenue because it's freeing you to do more higher dollar productive items, which generates more money. And once you start generating more money and you see the idea that leverage is good, you start realizing, oh, my God, I could take, I could take this much more off my plate by hiring another virtual assistant. And that person could focus on this, and that would even give me more time to prospect, meet people, and make deals, which is, by the way, one of the most exciting things about being in real estate, right? That's what I enjoy. Well, that's what you get paid for. I mean, you do that. Those are the dollar productive things that, you know, we really drill down on coaching students and agents in general to understand, Julie, what are the five ways that agents make money? Well, you must generate the lead in the first place. Assuming you've done that, then you have to uh, do great lead follow up, pre qualify, present, negotiate, and close. If it's not on that and, list, you know, don't know why you're doing it. That's right. And, and a lot of you are at the, depending on where you are in your rebuilding or your building of your real estate business. You might be doing all the miscellaneous, you know, nine or ten dollar an hour activity stuff and those five activities. So, Daniel, here's an interesting question, and this is kind of a it depends on your price range and all that. But at what point do you suggest that people add their their first virtual assistant? I know the traditional advice is add the assistant before you actually need the assistant. We kind of you know, don't condone that because that's a good way to get into debt. So our suggestion is you add an assistant when you've done, had three months in a row of consistent income. For you, that might be a transaction or might be five transactions, you know, for three months in a row. But the point is, is you have to have the cash flow first before you add the expense. Do you find that that is the most successful strategy when counseling agents on how to build their teams? Yeah, you're spot on. You know, the the thing is, I'm I'm a bootstrap guy. When I got into real estate back in 2004, I did it all myself. I, you know, I should have gotten coaches like you guys, honestly, because I didn't have an idea of what I was doing. But that that being a bootstrap guy, it required me to lead with revenue. That's a term that I love. And so, you know, I think that a person who's growing, you've got 20 transactions, 30 transactions, um, and you're you know a year and you're really growing your team and you have a lot of energy and you see growth, I think that's a point um, that you start you start considering outsourcing um, and hiring your first virtual assistant. We have two um, we have two pricing plans basically. One is full time and one is part time. So if you're in that twenty thirty range and you're thinking about it, you know, you could go at as little as seven, eight hundred dollars a month, have your first assistant twenty hours a week and kind of test the waters. That's what I would would kind of call it. And so I'm a big fan of leading with revenue. Now, conversely, if you're on this radio program listening right now and you're a larger guy, the, the concept there is you have an assistant already, you have a team around you, but you'd like them to do higher dollar productive items. And so you're taking your assistant who's licensed most probably, who can negotiate deals, who could prospect, who could get you more business, and you're saying, look, I want to take all the dumb tasks away from you. I want to take all the lowest hanging fruit, give it to a virtual assistant, and then see you become that much more of a contributor to my business. So those are the two times I would consider hiring a virtual assistant. 
Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. It definitely is in alignment with our philosophy. And, you know, there's too many times and too many, too many competing voices out there that are telling agents to do the exact opposite. There's whole books that are written about how you're supposed to build the team and sometimes the, some way the transactions will come. Or, you know, the other thing I find really unbelievably concerning, frankly, from a coaching perspective, is how many of the agents don't take the time to learn the skills and they think that they'll hire out all the high value, you know, they'll hire out someone to do the lead generation, they'll hire someone out. You guys can't do it that way. The reality of it is, is you have to learn the core skills and you will learn the core skills faster, obviously, if you can delegate all the miscellaneous things that are time consuming off to a virtual assistant. You know, it just makes sense that if you have fewer hours that you have to spend on the phone closing a transaction, you know, nursing a transaction along, you could spend that time focusing on the things that are actually going to result in, hey, guess what, more transactions. In most of the country, it's a four-month from contact to paycheck cycle, meaning whoever you contact today, generally speaking, the first contact with a seller, that's it, seller, you know, you list the house, you get the house sold, you get the whole process. It's going to be four months. Some markets, it's a lot more. I have coaching clients where it's a year. But if you are making and you're experiencing a lot of growth right now, it's because four months ago you were making the right moves. Are you making the right moves now? And and Jason, I'm thinking about your your brother, but Daniel, what I was, you know, what I'm fearful of for a lot of these guys, those that are having their best years ever, those who are making the most money ever that they ever have in their careers, it's because of what they were doing the first half of the year. It's because of what they were doing in the fourth quarter of last year. And now because they're making so much money, they're spending all their time closing the transactions and they're doing the exact opposite of what it took for them to be successful in the first place. So you guys got to know where you are and you guys got to get real, you know, you have to get in contact with the fact that it does take focusing on those five activities and you should ultimately, when you can afford it, delegate the rest. And that really is the bottom line. So a quick question. You mentioned pricing. Let's talk about that again. You can hire, I think I heard you say, someone to work 20 hours of real solid work for you per week, and that will cost an average how much? So it's $700, $800 a month. Here's another easy way to think about it. It's $8.60 an hour. We do part-time and full-time. It costs you $7,800 a month for, for part-time, $1,300, $1,400 a month for full-time. And, and really, if, if, if everything works out correctly, and we really know that it will because we have 637 of them, I mean, and we're six years old. We, we're growing. We're growing a lot, really fast, actually. So we, we've got a lot of experience making these things right. If you hire somebody at 1400 bucks an hour, the measure for us is that person ought to free three to $4,000 worth of busy work off your plate in order like for them that. to become indispensable. So it's a, that's great. I, I love what you just yeah. said. Let's slow down, Daniel, and let's review that. That's awesome. That's really a, a way, great way to look at it. So what he's suggesting, guys, is if you're going to hire an assistant, that assistant has to actually become somewhat of a, uh, a profit center. So he suggested if you're going to hire a full-time person for a little over $1,000 a month, that person has to actually – you have to actually clearly in your mind, and you will, you know, assuming you delegate correctly – that you will be able to see that you're able to make three to four times whatever you're paying them. So if you're paying someone $1,200 or $1,300 or $1,400 a month, that person, because they're taking so much off your plate, has to result in you essentially generating another three or $4,000 a month. So not only do you pay them, but you're also making a profit. Now, I heard uh, Daniel also say that you can have somebody do a lead follow-up for you. That's 
you know, that is a huge, huge missed opportunity for so many of you. So you have 800homehotline.com. You have a lot of these systems that generate tons and tons of actual, honest-to-God, great leads. If you're not following up on those leads right away, you're literally wasting money and you're losing huge opportunity. Have a virtual assistant do all that for you. The way you can use a virtual assistant really is it's unlimited. Um, everything that you're doing right now that's not focusing on getting in front of customers, you know, presenting, negotiating contracts, you should at least have it in your mind as the goal of delegating all of that. You will make a lot more money. And, you know, Daniel said it. Didn't you originally get in this business because you wanted to actually work with customers? You wanted to actually buy and sell, help folks buy and sell real estate? You wanted to help people? And then how many of you have just become basic paperwork pushers? It's kind of amazing, actually. So what are the – just so we're kind of rounding the bend here on today's radio show – what are the typical mistakes, or what, how can we help a lot of these guys who are going to hire their first virtual assistant? How can we help them avoid the usual pitfalls? What are the types of you know the agents that are successful having virtual assistants versus the ones that aren't? What do the successful ones do? You've touched on a lot of those, but are there any like two or three points that come to mind? No, but you know what? Yeah, real quick. Um, so first, draw a T. I mean, this is step one, two, and three. I'm going to give you the three steps to starting <laughs> out considering. Uh, hiring a virtual assistant. Okay, so step one, it, it, it's pretty simple. You you grab a piece of paper, you draw a T, and you start. You you put on one side money and physical, and then on the other side you say virtual. Now money means anything that's income generating activity that you're not ready yet to delegate. Okay, and then physical is like, I, I you know if I got to run to the to the mailbox to drop off flyers or something like that. That's a physical job. A virtual assistant in another country, they're not going to be able to do that. But then you just go through your week and you start writing down all the stuff that you do. It's, it's a pretty amazing exercise when, you're, when you just simply take, you know, the five minutes, ten minutes a day of just jotting down all the different tasks that you do. Then you take that list and then you, you jump on our website. We've actually got a great uh, website with a lot of good resources, myoutguest.com. Jump on there. You're going to actually um, get videos. We have samples of job descriptions. We have customer, you know, kind of informational, instructional videos telling people how they got successful. So then you jump on our website, you set up a free consultation, and we take your list that you just, that you just created and we convert that for free into a job description. And you do a one- to two-hour consultation with one of our licensed realtors who have helped hundreds of other people just like you make the decision. See, we're not – when you call us, you're not automatically getting a virtual assistant. We don't accept everyone. We, we actually ask that you go through this process with us because we know this is what is the difference between being successful and not being successful. So we plan the initial step. And then we get a job description. Then the next step is just to swap mindsets. You are now part-time uh, business owner, you know, lead generator, real estate agent, and part-time real estate coach to your new employee. Your job is to help them become successful. And so, that, I mean, Tim, that's, those are the three steps. You've got to change your mindset. You've got to be ready to coach somebody into being your successful assistant. And, 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 and those, are the, those are the three steps right there. Yep, that's perfect. I love it. So, um, everyone, there you go. I mean, you wanted more information on how to build your team, how to build your team with profit first. 
We're going to be providing, obviously, more information from Daniel. I was hoping to have maybe Daniel on, uh, you know, every now and then, and we can kind of uh, update all you guys on the ways that you can build your businesses, scale your businesses a little bit quicker using virtual assistance. The bottom line here is those of you who have had a lot of success in the past but haven't saved a lot of money, well, this probably was a big, you know, profit black hole is having too many team members not having an organizational approach to your business, not really leading with revenue. And now I know, especially those of you who are involved in our coaching programs, you're rebuilding your success based on the idea that, guess what, your product truly is profit. So, Daniel Ramsey, I really thank you for being um, our special guest on today's radio show. And for the rest of you, remember, if you need any specialized, direct-focused help, obviously go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Those of you who are listening to today's radio show and replay, we also have included a link to uh, Daniel's website so you can learn more about the virtual assistance and how it works. So just click that link and hop on over there and understand more about what a virtual assistant can do for you. So Daniel Ramsey, thank you for being our special guest on Real Estate Coaching Radio. Yeah, thanks, Tim and Julie. I'm, 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 this was a fun call. Cool. Thank you. Have a wonderful day, and I'll speak with everyone on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.